Welcome to The Habit Queen. I'm your host, Anya Perry, a work-life balance wellness coach, entrepreneur, and athlete. My goal is to help busy, driven women like you to feel incredible every day while they are pursuing their wildest dreams. If you're ready to take some powerful steps and build simple rock-solid habits, overcome stress, and multiply your physical and mental energy, you've come to the right place. Tune in each week and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need to use in order to create beautiful, healthy, and harmonious life you adore. I truly believe that you can have it all. Thank you so much for joining and let's begin. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the newest episode of The Habit Queen. Welcome to the new season. We're going to have a blast together this summer. I'm back to recording. Today I'm recording from my office with my doggy in it. So if you hear any doggy sounds, you're going to identify them. That's not me. I promise. So I'm opening the season with, well, we opened with a wonderful interview. If you haven't listened to Angie and Katie, go back. So much inspiration, so much knowledge, and just pumps me up every time I hear them. But today we're going to talk about something I've been asked a lot. I've been building my community on TikTok. As you know, I kind of got burnt out with Instagram and Facebook. I moved to TikTok, and boy, am I having a blast there. There is so much creativity. People are wonderful. Of course, there are occasional comments that feel like, okay, are we picking up a fight here or are we gonna be diplomatic and talk like adults? But today I wanna talk about something I've been asked a lot, something I share there. Something is still so aligned with what I do as a health coach, what I do as a post-traumatic growth facilitator. As you know, I've been working with veterans for almost two years now. So I do that, I do things in my practice, and these things have been also aligned with my journey because I have don't have everything figured out. I say often, if, you, if you're new to listening to this podcast, go back to listen to any episode, I am saying that I'm a habit queen in the making. I am the habit queen, but in the making, I'm learning. And then the last year, actually this weekend is gonna mark a year since I moved to Napa. It's been such a whirlwind of things unraveling, not the way I expected, the way I expected, and a year of so many powerful shifts in what I do and who I am, how my life is shaping up, what I'm going for right now, what's going for me, and what's not going so well. So I'm, as usual, I'm pretty open. Unless I am in the midst of something, I'm not going to share it with you. I can hint on it. I can say that I had a terrible week, but most of the time I will go back and as quickly as I learn something, I'll share with you the lessons. So this year has been mind-blowing in this respect. And just about a year ago, I started noticing that I am getting tired again of hustling and bustling, going fast filling all the cracks in my schedule with things like to-do lists and items. And moving to Napa Valley, where I am right now, is not conducive to being hyper-productive and being extremely busy and being, like I told you, I have neighbors that sometimes will see me rushing down the hill because I live up in the hills, the rushing, going 27 miles per hour, it's rushing in my village. And they will be like smiling at me and I know what they're thinking. Hey, where are you rushing? If you're rushing, you moved into the wrong neighborhood. So last year, 
due to some changes in business, shifts in business I've experienced due to some personal challenges I'm still going through, but I'm in a much better shape than I was, let's say, six months ago. It was a pretty brutal time for me to unlearn so many things and learn. And my priorities shifted. You know, I realized that I would rather have less. I would rather have materialistically less, but be fulfilled and feel joyful and adequate and content on the inside than continue pursuing things at the pace that was not appropriate for me. And I'm proud to say that I bragged on one of the podcasts saying I can wear 11 hats as a woman, as an athlete, as a coach, as a XYZZZ, (laughs) but I can juggle them. The question is, do I want to? So at some point, I believe six, seven months ago, I started realizing that I actually want to have slower mornings. I don't want to jump into work. My routine is so important to me. I will get much more done and I don't want to be productive all the time. I want to be creative. And in fact, in the last couple of months, I've been working on a couple of creative projects that seriously pumped me up. I found myself like in the season of winter and spring, wanting to do more things with my hands, be more domesticated. I don't know. I'm not nesting. I know that. (laughs) But I do know that I'm craving more of my roots with my family. I'm craving more time and presence versus hustling and bustling, sending more emails, booking more gigs and all of that. Don't get me wrong, I'm still working, I'm still making money, I'm still taking care of things that are important to me, but some projects and some dimensions of my business dropped off. For example, in the last few months, I have not been actively pursuing clients and looking for new clients because I've been focusing on a couple of projects that light me up so much and some things on social media have been misaligned with me. So I'm shuffling things in my business, figuring out other ways to continue my work and create impact. Another thing I found out that I am excelling at coaching. I'm, it's seriously, it's my jam. It's my jazz I love it so much, but there are parts of business that if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, you know, there are some nasty bits, like any job has it. If you think self and being self-employed is all peaches, roses, and unicorns, it's not. There are things that we don't like doing. And I started thinking about how doing them less brings me more joy. It might bring less income some months and maybe more income some other months because I'm feeling so much better. And also focusing so much more on my health from the mental health perspective. I openly shared that I've been working with a therapist for almost two years now. I had some brilliant aha moments. I had some incredible analogies and moments of breakthrough in the last six months. And I have to tell you that all of this comes through work. Like everything I share with you, it's not just one month I decided I'm going to not work. I'm going to chill in my patio and drink wine or whatever. In fact, it was just a slowly unraveling shift in priorities and all of them started falling together when they did, I just found myself purging. I found myself cleaning up my Facebook list. I found myself being less and less on Instagram. I found myself reaching out to girlfriends. In fact, I've reinstated a relationship with my brother, the only brother I have, that I haven't had in 12 years because I just enabled the hours and time and capacity for that. It became important. I was 
talking, spending more time with my parents because I haven't seen. If you're lucky to see your parents every week, I'm so envious and I'm happy for you. Cherish that. Because I haven't seen my parents in four years. And as you know, because of the war, I will not be able to see them this year. We can't just hop on a plane and see each other. So, you know, it comes with hardship. It comes with certain feelings and comes with a lot of like emotional burden. Yet I am taking that and I'm running with it because it's okay. We all have that, right? We all have one or two pieces of our lives that are currently not working. Why I wanted to talk, see, this is a long preamble for a low stress living talk, because in the last two and a half years, I worked with women since COVID started and before that, just a bit that, with women who are burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed, feeling out of touch with reality, their habits go to shit, and this naturally evolved into this low stress living that I'm a big proponent of, I'm a big advocate of. And it's not the slow living momentum that started about 20, 30 years ago, I believe, in Europe. It's slightly different. For me, I'm the founder, I believe. I don't know anybody else claimed it. I will have to do research, so don't put a stamp on me yet. Don't trademark my thing. (laughs) But I'm going to check it out because I believe people talk about slow living more and it has different components. For me, low stress living, it's a holistic way of embracing aspects of your life in a more of a Zen mode, in a way, in a more of a carefully crafted, strategized and minimized way, focusing on what's important for me, family, health, growth, creativity were the main pillars and friends, obviously friends go with family. If you're my friend, you know, I love you. You go there in the family bundle and just being much more present. And that's what I've been craving for such a long time. And I honestly, after burning out three times in the decade of my late 20s and early 30s, I see the signs when they're creeping in now. I know when I'm headed that way. And I can juggle things really, really well because I handle my stress very well. I'm not as neurotic as I was, not as anxious as I was when I was younger. But if you're listening to all of this and you're like, wow, this is a long update. Well, this episode was not structured, not planned in the way that I normally do my episodes. I wanted to come here and literally talk, sit you down and talk with you. If you have a part of your life that requires that attention and when I'm saying this, you can definitely, it's like bing right away in your head. This is the part your partner, your love life, your sex life, your health, your body, your mental state, your pets, your whatever this is, your community, whatever you're missing, you know that part of your life. It will ping right away in your head. This is where you need to slow down and take a look. This was, if you don't have the oh shit moment, if you didn't have the oh shit moment, don't wait for it, okay? Because sometimes life will give you that lesson And it will be much harder than if you were to sit down and know that little pull in your gut that I need to stop stressing here this much. What am I stressing about? Let's look at it. And actually take a look at it. And it can be through journaling. It can be through talk therapy. It can be through having an aha moment in the conversation over a glass of kombucha with your friend. It can be something that will be like popping in your head more and more so. And you will be shoving it away and avoiding it and doom scrolling and numbing. That's the thing you need to look at. That's where the stress needs to be reduced first and foremost. And what I've done in the last 
year, I would say, I started just tapping more into what I like, which easily is easily to say when you have a job or when you have financial security or when you have stable relationship. I know I am privileged in this respect, but I'm also understanding there is no nothing more important than the time and the quality of your attention and the combination of the two. Time that you have on this planet while you're healthy, radiant, energetic, or maybe a little tired, and the quality of your attention you're given to that thing, to that dimension of your life that needs work. That's it. And unfortunately, you can't go all gung-ho in all the dimensions of your life. Something is going to drop. You can't be good at everything right away. So for me, like I said, at the beginning of the winter, I started looking and thinking, huh, I don't feel like I want to do this anymore. This is not my zone of genius. Huh, I need to recalibrate things here because I want to take this time and spend it elsewhere. Like I plan on building a shed for myself where I can train so I don't have to spend hours driving because I'm 30 minutes away from my gym. And that's just an example. With that came desire to be analytical about the stressors because if you get hyper analytical about what's stressing you out often you find nothing there because all of it is overthinking overthinking all the possible variations of what's going to happen when it's not happening again you're taking that time and the quality of your attention that goes down right so you're siphoning your energy into something that's not going to even happen I simplified and minimized a lot, a lot. I'm talking, I'm still purging. I'm purging like crazy. I minimized my social media to a point where I don't even want to be there. And if I want to be there or something, it's to create and share and inspire and maybe teach. But I know also that people who want to work with me, they're still reaching out. They'll find me the way they need me to find me. What I don't expose myself to anymore, it's the toxic culture that sucks you in and makes you doom scroll and be there forever, looking at other people's enjoying their things at 1% of their day duration. You know what I mean? So you don't see 99% of their day, but you see 15 minutes of their lives and you're thinking this is what you want and you are rewiring your entire brain, your entire consciousness towards that. It's great to be inspired. It's okay to be triggered because it can be both. And it's okay to get motivated by others. But if you're not taking action after you spend 15 minutes on Instagram, don't. You don't need that kind of motivation. It's all needs to come from within. And for that, you need to understand yourself. And for that, you need to spend time with yourself. For that, you need to lower your stress and be present. Okay, now I'm just preaching to this whole low stress living thing, right? But I do, if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking, how, how can I simplify this? How can I lower? How can I minimize the pressure, the hum, this white noise that is constantly aggravating me? The moment I hit my feet hit the floor, I have to think about the money. I have to think about my baby. I have to think about my business. I have to think about my partner. I have to worry about X, Y, Z. And I don't have one definite answer for you, but I have the a little matrix for you. Super simple. You've heard about it before. It's understanding what's urgent and important right now, what cannot wait, what's degrading and going down so fast that it needs to be looked at, and pushing things that are not important or urgent out of your way. So if we were to put this in the four squares, 
in a quadrant. It would be important, not important, urgent, not urgent, and you only take care of things that are on the borderline of important and urgent. Everything else can wait. Yes, it can. I know you're fighting me in your head, but it can wait. And another thing, when you are navigating those things, you will start questioning more of, more of your, like almost like an existential crisis of who am I, what am I to do on this planet? And it's really, really good to process this occasionally every two, three years. Sometimes people, I feel like having it more often depends on the rate of your growth. For me, it happens every six months to a year just because I go through spurts of growth and then I slow down. And you will also understand yourself much better if you give yourself that space instead of shoving it away. The voices of saying, hey, you need to quit this job. You need to stop talking to this friend. She's toxic or she has toxic intention. I don't believe people are toxic, by the way. I believe people have toxic patterns and communication styles coming from their past, obviously, not their fault often. So you will be able to see clearly for who you are, what you want, what you don't stand for. Your boundaries will get stronger. You will get way more resilient to shit hitting the fan when you know who you are because the importance of those minor things like someone cut you off on the road or was rude to you at the store will be minimized. You will be able to mitigate and triage that stress like nothing. You'll just have the attitude of, oh, all right, I'm letting this go. I'm letting this go. I'm letting this go. I don't care. I'm moving on. It makes your life so much better. Trust me. This comes from a person who used to be high strong, highly stressed out, high anxiety, high on neuroticism. I feel like my personality changed there. So this has been low stress living for me. I don't know if you expected any like extreme aha moments, but it's been embodied by slowly chewing my food instead of watching social media. I'm usually watching something entertaining. I love Elton Brown. I love the guy. I'll watch something on YouTube. I have no screen time. I sit in the sun. I'm about to have my lunch outside. Vitamin D. Hummingbirds are chirping. I'm watching the trees moving. That's all I do. Unplugging. I went to a beautiful trip with two girlfriends for to the place where there's no signal and being in the nature, hiking, backpacking, eating simple food, having the time to think, not constantly pumping information because you want to be so smart and motivated and be and make it, right? And also having the moments of faster life. Like I had a call, I had a day full of calls yesterday and it was a fast day, but finding the moments, the pockets of slow and simplified and low stress makes it so your day is very even keeled. And by the end of the day, you still have the energy. Of course, I pride myself in doing any rituals that help me. I have my transition ritual at night when I walk my dog, then I change, take a shower, change into my home clothes, light a candle, start cooking, play some music. It's super simple. And I don't care how much money you have in the bank. I don't care what's your status. I don't care like what your beliefs are about yourself. And I say it, I don't care. I do care, but I, it does not matter because you can reorganize your life and start responding to things differently, start responding to stress differently and reuse it to your advantage. And if you are having trouble with people and situations that stress you out, again, none of it is gonna be about them, it's gonna be about you. 
One of the tricks I'm going to share with you to wrap this up is help helped me. When something unexpected happens, when something scary happens, when something that you're not in control and 99% of the stuff falls into this category, using it as a preparedness for the next stage, like this stress in your body that your heart rate going up and all of that, use it as a momentum to take action. Because there are studies showing that people who think about stress response as a preparedness response, instead of thinking that I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, what to do? They're thinking, okay, this is preparing me for taking action. All of this in my body and my mind, all this awareness is preparing me to take this exam, to write that email to my boss and stand up for myself, to take a breather and respond to my child in a kind diplomatic manner instead of snapping and yelling at them. People live longer life and they don't die from stress. There are actually studies, it's mind boggling, that people who don't perceive stress as a threat to their lives live longer and don't die from stress, okay? On that note, I'm gonna wrap this up. I hope you enjoy this sporadic, very um, caught in a moment kind of episode that I recorded for you. And we're gonna be talking about this more. We're gonna be talking still about things related to your health, such as nutrition, exercise habits, mindset, energy, stress management, in this season, but with a little bit more precision. So we're gonna have some really, really cool topics. All right, my friend, that's it for today. And I hope you have a beautiful week. I can't wait to talk with you next week.